0: You're listening to What The History, a podcast where two nerds talk about some awesome, crazy, random stuff you probably don't remember learning about, but you're going to now.
1: Hey nerds, it's Casey and Sarah here, ready for another episode that we can't decide if we're having fun or we're bored uh we're gonna talk about the history of that's what we said we're gonna talk about the history of the pledge of allegiance and we were literally just sitting here like this is both boring and awesome it's both yeah no we're gonna make it fun
0: it's definitely both because there's hopefully or you're gonna be like what the fuck is this trash i'm turning it off they peaked at ching Shi, you know like right (laughs) we're gonna make yeah no i totally am i'm here with that yeah yeah it was i mean it's something i feel like we never think about so yeah and like honestly if you hate it it's sarah's fault because she was the one that came up with this idea so
1: my my friend rebecca (laughs) sent me a tiktok about it that was really interesting and so then we decided we should do it but it is interesting it's just weird thanks this is our second
0: tiktok topic thanks tiktok yeah. please sponsor me. <laughs>
1: sponsor me tiktok give me there's like that Maybe creator account my job. where they pay you <laughs> give me that i've never yeah. made a tiktok but they yeah. should still give me we that. could do that
0: yeah it'll be fine i mostly just do like movie quotes because <laughs> that's like pretty much all my that's my niche it's just this movie quotes I'm, I'm now invent- on book talk which is oh
1: I'm convinced I would be really good at TikTok, but I like don't know what to make. So I live in this state where I'm like allowed to think I would be really good at it without having to fail and find out that's not true.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is
1: how I live a lot of my life. Totally. So I'd be great at that, but I'm not going to find no, that's out fair. just in case that's not true.
0: Pepper got a TikTok that like blew oh. up, and when I say blew up, it got like a couple thousand views. I think, that's pretty but good. it was so cute. It was like, uh, it was the song. Sometimes my lips get stuck on my teeths, and like. <laughs> Hopefully somebody knows what I'm talking about and they're not like, what the fuck? Um, I don't, which is fun. Her teeth get, so I'll send it to you. I'll send you the one I made because like, it's her little vampire teeth. Like sometimes her lips do literally get stuck on her teeth and like, she looks like a little vampire dog. I mean, I know that. I just didn't know there
1: was a song or did you write the song?
0: Oh, it's, I did not write those. If I had, I wish I had the talent okay, yeah, to write a song like that. Even though I technically right. do because of how many songs I make up for my dogs. I never would have thought of that one.
1: Right. I Yeah. Uh, I usually okay. We're like, now we're stalling. Other songs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. The origin yeah. of the Pledge of Allegiance <laughs> of the United States of America. <laughs> so first of all, we start in 1887, which is like way later than I thought. Like, yeah, we're over a hundred years past America. Found it, being founded, and we're post Civil
0: War, so that's kind of yeah. crazy. Well, actually, that makes sense though. Yeah, because we were. I mean, not that we're not divided now, but I feel like we were way more divided even then. So Did they...
1: I have a that genuinely stupid question.
0: Oh my god, go!
1: Were we called the United States before the Civil War? Um, we were because that seems called... awkward.
0: I believe it was actually these United States. Not that like people called us the United States, but I think we refer to ourselves as these.
1: But United was still there. Right. That's what I'm like. I feel like was awkward during the Civil War. (laughs) We were like, oh, I live in the United States. Yeah. The ones who are fighting.
0: (laughs) But like, I guess, no, you probably said that you lived in. Well, if you lived south of the Mason-Dixon line, you said you lived in the Confederacy. Everybody else was like, no, I live in America. (laughs) yeah yeah,
1: that yeah. Just but that's weird.
0: like i don't know did you learn about the war of northern aggression like is that how you learned about the civil war
1: so no because i didn't grow up in the south okay i live in okay. like i live in georgia now but my school was all in south florida which is just like no man's land it's not the south okay and so i i didn't get the like southern like it well, belongs it was about, to no one it, yeah it's like it's not any region it's just south florida um the rest of florida like right. central and up is the south south Florida is not and so we didn't get the like northern aggression states rights blah 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 but most of my friends who grew huh. up here yeah. in georgia learned about it that way okay oh man it's so
0: interesting I know. it's, it's so, also so fascinating
1: did you but, ever, yeah i mean it
0: makes sense
1: did you ever have a state history class like new jersey history
0: so here's what's fun about that <laughs> yes however i lived in asia at the time so I never got the state history. Normally, that's like third or fourth grade, and I was in Singapore. Interesting. I feel so, like, like I when everybody—that's why that. I remember. Do you remember when we had this conversation about how I didn't know the state song, and you are like mm-hmm. Alabama, Arkansas, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. So, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's why because everybody learned about that, and I lived in Asia, so I was like, I can count to ten right. and you know say how are you in Mandarin, and that's <laughs> that's the extent of my knowledge. Fair. So, yeah,
1: fair. I don't feel like we had state class in florida and i feel like i think of it as a southern thing
0: no i think they Um, do have it here because i feel like i've tutored kids or i've had like i've watched my sisters do homework and they've done it so
1: right okay i'm not even in my first bullet point yet (laughs) we're crushing it (laughs) so so in 1887 an early version of the pledge is created by a man named captain george bulk bulge bulk something like that bulk Bulk, that's yeah. He was a Civil War veteran. Um he later went on to be like an auditor for the New York State Board of Education. So he was just kind of like a government guy after the Civil War. Mm-hmm. And his version of the pledge was recited for about thirty years, though there's some overlap with like the pledge we know today. And the entirety of the okay. pledge was we give our heads and hearts to God and our country, one country, one language, one flag. I then wrote yikes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so that we had gotten in there.
1: We had gotten in there. Also, this like one country, one language, one flag thing is a little weird to me. I, I don't love that.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, um, it's very, very yes. American 1880s.
1: <laughs> yes. And he was so he was a really big proponent of teaching kids to be loyal to the United States, especially immigrants. And Mm-hmm. he's a civil war That's what I was veteran say. like he's a civil war veteran right so i get to some sense like there's this we're united again you're loyal to the country whatever i don't know what the immigrants had to do with it but he was like real into it and he also so i feel like no- i
0: kind of i don't know if i got into that or if i just read it but like i think like there was a concern of like rising nationalism and that yeah. the people who were coming into the country weren't actually going to be like cool with being american they were going to be like right National. Oh yeah, it was definitely meant to so. be like
1: you're American now. Um, yeah, but he he also was really into distributing flags to schools, right? Like getting flags in the schools, and so like I never, I guess, put together that it really like the pledge of allegiance to the flag really coincided with like flags being in all these public places and schools. But that was kind of his combined oh, mission. Oh, I didn't even right think of that.
0: Yeah, and so that's true. Yeah,
1: his version. It's really not that long before we get to like the version we know today, but there's a couple organizations that use it off and on over time, but most people completely overlook it and like, don't even consider it part of the origin because it's not, cat, please. Um, it's not, the one we have today isn't like based on it, right? None of the language comes from it or is the same. It was kind of a different pledge altogether. Right. Yeah. And so in 1892, yeah. Francis Bellamy comes along. And he writes the first version of the one we know today. Um, he was a Baptist minister and a socialist Christian, which is apparently a label like on its own. Like not a socialist and a Christian. A socialist that's Christian. S-
0: that's weird. That's actually really interesting. I mean, and is I'm, that what It'll Jesus make sense was. as to why. <laughs> no, not- no. It's no. <laughs> I think that's super accurate. I think yeah. it's funny because like when I talk about my whole like controversy of like mm-hmm. adding under God... Like, that's going to come up. So I'm I'm actually super intrigued yeah. about that.
1: It, and even for him, it gets a little skewed as he starts working with other people. But he himself is described as a Christian mm-hmm. socialist. Or a socialist Christian, excuse me. He really didn't like Balk's version. <laughs> I said literally probably because it sucks. Um, his exact quote was, <laughs> it was, quote, too juvenile and lacking in dignity. So he just thought it, like, didn't sound nice. So... In September of 1892, he publishes his first version of the Pledge of Allegiance, and it's in a children's magazine called The Youth's Companion. And it's actually, and this was like so interesting and comes up a bunch, it's published for Columbus Day. It's 1892. It's the 400th anniversary of Columbus. So they tie everything about Mm. this pledge to honoring Columbus Day. It's like literally where it comes from. And so the first time you see it is in this children's magazine. And it literally was explicitly conceived by the marketing executives at this magazine to promote nationalism and the sale of flags. Like, that was their goal with it. Right. And so you have a whole marketing executive behind it. The original, like, um, pledge read, I pledge allegiance to my flag and the republic for which it stands, one nation, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. So very close to what we do today, except mm-hmm. it's the word my flag, not the flag. And under God, which you'll which talk actually about. feel I feel better
0: about that. So yeah, I feel better about the my flag than the flag.
1: I talk about why they change it at some point. And it was basically when you get to immigrants, they thought saying my flag, the immigrants could be referring to the flag of their mm-hmm. homeland and the flag of the United Ugh. States of America. Right. They add that. Yeah, they were trying to be more explicit Mm -hmm. that it's like, no, this flag, not my not if I feel that my flag is where I came from.
0: Which is so fucking stupid. Yes. It's just like I feel like it's it's just I think it's funny that you said that the first guy balks or whatever was like juvenile when I feel like the fact that you have to emphasize that it's America's flag and not like Ireland's flag that you're pledging allegiance to. Yeah, that's interesting.
1: Yep. Let's see. So the pledge was specifically designed to be quick and to the point, and he wanted it to be able to be recited in 15 seconds or less. Here's a really fun mm-hmm. sentence. So he was a socialist, right? And so he initially considered using words like equality and fraternity. He actually wanted to take stuff from like the French liberty, equality, that stuff. But he explicitly- Oh, did... yeah.
0: From the Declaration of Rights of Man.
1: Yeah. He explicitly decided against it because he knew that at the time, all of the superintendents of education on the committee were against equality for women and African-Americans. And they thought that it would read as propaganda. (laughs) If you put the word equality and fraternity in there, that it would be like, no, 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 we don't mean women and Black people.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. That's unreal. I mean, it's not unreal. It's totally believable. But oh, my God.
1: Yeah, it's like literally. He was like, "Wait,
0: like just think about that, though."
1: Which is silly to me because liberty and justice for all sit there
0: and they're like preaching.
1: I feel like liberty and justice, which also doesn't apply. Yeah, and it implies the same thing, right? If I'm really concerned, but he was like, "No, that's too far." Saying that is just too far for these people. So they they go with <laughs> letting people think they have equality is just too yeah. radical. <laughs> Let's not get crazy. Oh my god, that's so terrible. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And so he works with the marketing executive from the magazine, and they actually like work with Congress, and they get up to President um Harrison at the time is the president, and they announce a proclamation, okay, making the public school flag ceremony. The center of Columbus Day celebrations. So they basically work their way up to get a law that says on Columbus Day, we will raise a flag and everyone will say this pledge. Um, and Just Harris- on Columbus Day. just Yeah, it <laughs> starts on Columbus Day. He issues a presidential proclamation that says this is what all the schools will okay. do. So in October of 1892, on it's being Day. used okay. for the first time. Again, that Columbus Day is the 400th anniversary, right? So it's like a big deal, I guess. They care. Um, yeah, he, there's a lot of like his accounts of writing it, and he pretty explicitly in Bellamy's account says like this was about a lack of nationalism and selling flags. Like those were the two goals for this. And how do you disseminate that? America. Yeah, America. Yeah. Um, and so there's a <laughs> there's an interesting quote about why it's called the Pledge of Allegiance. Um and he says quote it was my thought that a vow of loyalty or allegiance to the flag should be the dominant idea i especially stressed the word allegiance beginning with the new word allegiance i decided that pledge was a better school word than vow or swear and that first person singular should be used and that my flag was preferable to the so he talks about like why he picked every word in mm. it um but and pledge and allegiance right. were deliberate words he chose Again, so he considered the slogan of, like, liber- liberty, equality, fraternity, but he said that, quote, fraternity was too remote of a, re- a realization, and equality was a dubious word. And so he said liberty and justice were basic, but undebatable, and all any one nation could handle.
0: <laughs> but we <laughs> still can't
1: even handle that. Right. So well, actually... <laughs> he, he then said, if exercised for all, which, no. And he said it evoked the spirit of equality oh. and fraternity. So sure.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and then this I mean, is I'm like-
0: getting, like, vibes of, like, Sophia, like, Princess Sophia, like, refusing to pay her taxes. Yeah. She's like, bitch, your, yeah, my, no. tax, my tax money goes nowhere. It's like, it feels the same as, like, putting a pledge together. Like, I'm pledging allegiance to a flag that's, like, supposedly liberty and justice for all, but I'm actually not included in that all. All white men. All white cis men.
1: Uh, yeah. Let's see. So... Like I mentioned, in later years, they changed to my flag to to the flag of the United States of America because of, quote, a large number of foreign children in the schools. Jesus Christ. And then Bellamy, actually, he was alive still when they did this and he was not into it. He said he felt it injured the rhythmic balance of the original composition. So he had wanted it, remember, to be really short under a certain time period. And he thought out like every word. And so he thought adding to the flag of the United States of America made it sound bad, basically. But that's what it's been since then. Like, that's... Like, redundant. Yeah. But that's the pledge as it is, like... Yeah. I mean, at least when I had to say it in school, that's what it was. I assume it's the same. Oh, it's the same. It's the same. I have to say it every morning,
0: which is weird.
1: It's even weirder when you have to
0: do it virtually. We'll we'll get to it. (laughs) I just play... I wonder if I can... I wonder if I can take the soundbite of the Pledge of Allegiance that I play. Oh because it sounds <laughs> it sounds oh like no. an action movie. Like like you know the people who narrate the like trailers for action movies and they're like, and now Ba 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 like so like the guy that does it, he's like I pledge allegiance to the flag of the oh United god. States of America. And it's like it's the only one I could find that wasn't like a bunch of five year olds like, I pledge allegiance. So that's the one I use. <laughs> but like it sounds like I should record one, one that like, you can use. Oh my god, for sure do it. The kids will be like, Who's this? No, like, this? We should get a cameo.
1: We should get a cameo from <laughs> someone. Yes who i don't know all right let's think let's i don't know yet but we'll think on that (laughs) yeah
0: thank god okay so
1: that's what i have Um, that's the origin um of mostly the origin of the pledge but then you're going to talk about a couple changes that came after the my flag one
0: Yes, correct. So there really weren't actually a lot of major changes over time until the whole no. under God bit. But um, that's most of my segment. And I never thought that two words such as under God <laughs> could possibly cause as much stir as they do. But oh, yeah. Um, but the first change to the bulk pledge, even though mm-hmm. that sounds more like the Be- Bellamy pledge. I don't know how to fuck to say their names. Of course, they're both b too. Bell- I, I, um, I just definitely Bellamy okay so dancing. right so the in 1906 the daughters of the american revolutions magazine called the american monthly used the following wording for the pledge of allegiance uh, i pledge allegiance to my flag and the republic for which it stands i pledge my head and my heart to god and my country one country one language and one flag um so, so what's it's like a combination yeah that's i was just gonna say so it's a combination and i think it's also interesting that we start to see this move from just schools to like adult organizations that are inherently American. So like the Daughters and Sons of the American Revolution, or like, like, I mean, you could say the Girl Scouts, the Boy Scouts, like all of these different organizations that are, you know, I guess have like a section for like American acknowledgement or pride. I don't know what to call it. So this version started to become more official in 1906, uh, but now it's categorized as the old pledge with Bellamy's version under the heading new pledge, which I don't know. So then the old pledge continued to be used by other organizations until the National Flag Conference established a uniform flag procedure in 1923. So it looks like from 1906 to 1923, you could say all different types of pledges to the flag and it would be like... Just depended mm-hmm. on the organization of where you were regionally. It looked like, uh so that kind okay. of brings us so there to our like next the pledge, right? It was like a pledge, either one, either by Bulk yeah. or Bellamy. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that is when it changes in 1923. The National Flag Conference changes the words, like you said, from "My Flag" to say, the flag of the United States because of the influx of immigrants coming into the nation. And they basically wanted to make sure that the new immigrants wouldn't confuse their loyalties, which is like the dumbest shit I've ever read between their birth countries and the U.S. So like it's so ironic, I think, too, because like America's always like boasted how it's like made up of people of all different heritages. But like at the same time, they're like, Uh forget your heritage. The second you walked into New York Harbor, like you're fucking out. You know, you're not Irish anymore. You're American or whatever. So then, on June 22nd, 1942, so actually, weirdly enough, Congress recognizes the following pledge in the middle of World War II. Which I'm like, do you not have anything else to fucking do? <laughs> but uh, so it's <laughs> so it says, "I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation indivisible, with liberty and justice for all." So as of 1942, we have pretty much the exact same pledge except for those two words but not that's where that's where crazy comes in because the first person oh boy i'm excited it's it's so ridiculous the whole time i was reading this i was like what am i what is this like did somebody really wake up and show like (laughs) this is my mission you know what i mean so (laughs) yep uh so this gentleman's name is lewis albert bowman and he is an attorney from illinois and this man spent his entire adult life working in the chicago area Uh, as a chaplain of the Illinois Society of the Sons of the American Revolution. On February 12th, 1948, he led a group in reciting the pledge and he added in under God, just like on his own. Like, it's, (laughs) I'm kind of getting like, so like, you probably won't know this because you're not Catholic, but like, I distinctly remember when they changed the response from peace be with you and also with you to, um, shit, what is it? My mom would literally kill me. And oh, and with your spirit. So like it's so it was like a big fucking deal. And I remember because I I grew up Catholic and the first time we had to say something different, everybody was like, what? So it's pretty much (laughs) my husband just texted me (laughs) as I'm talking and he says, don't steal John Mulaney shit. That's his act. I'm not stealing it okay I'm not stealing it I'm saying that's the vibe I'm, John Mulaney does a whole sketch on this it's great so oh, he good. this is the vibe I'm getting that people all of a sudden were like the fuck did he just say did he just say under god and I yeah. could just see this white man just standing there like under god like really loud and no one else fucking says it they're like yeah okay buddy so <laughs> he's the first to like add it and what's interesting is that He says that it comes from the Gettysburg Address. So I did a little research on that too. And what I found is that not all manuscript versions of the Gettysburg Address actually contain the words under God in Lincoln's speech. But all of the reporters who were at the address have it on their transcripts that Lincoln did actually say it. So like, it's kind of like he just like ad libbed it like in his speech. So he inserted the phrase when he said that the nation shall under God have a new birth of freedom. And that's basically where you know bowman got this idea so he's like well if lincoln said it we should say it so claim, that's a fucking like it's eye roll um, can you
1: even claim it came from another speech
0: right and it's like <laughs> it's under god like what oh the fucking bible like do you know what i mean like it just you didn't come up with these two right, words right it's not a um, new word <laughs> right 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 it's it's ridiculous so this jabroni keeps using the phrase in all of his future uh recitations (laughs) of the pledge at meetings and then the daughters of the american revolution just like give him an award of merit and they're like wow like that's just (laughs) really profound which i think is like bullshit and i'm a little mad because i am actually a daughter of the american revolution like by blood my dad uh, his he's got a cousin that did like a genealogy report which, fun fact, I used to call a gynecology yeah. report before I realized what the fuck the difference was. Good. So yep. I'm glad I nope, figured that better. out. And, nope, yeah, so better. we <laughs> a gynecology report that traces my heritage back to the mm-hmm. American Revolution. So, yeah. you girl's, girls got street cred as a daughter of the American Revolution. Yeah. Family. Of the American um, Revolution. <laughs> I'm going to start putting that on my resume. Just, like, no explanation. Yeah. Just, like, subheading. <laughs> daughter of the
1: revolution <laughs> so
0: it starts to progress into something even more i guess specific like the meaning of it you know bowman starts it off as being like well lincoln said it and then in the cold war it actually starts to like shift in its meaning for people so a lot of americans were looking to distinguish the united states from the state atheism that was basically promoted by all of the communist marxist leninist countries aka like you know right. the soviet union so yeah this kind of that. started to right no of course not um godless heathens you know so this started to like increase the support for adding in under god to the pledge like more consistently right. so the trend continues into 1951 when the knights of columbus also begin to include the words under god so they start this whole thing and they say on April 30th, 1951, that the board of directors basically adopted this resolution that amended the text of their Pledge of Allegiance at all 800 fourth degree assemblies, which is basically like their meetings, like large mm. scale meetings. Right. And over the next two years, that idea continues to spread pretty much to all levels of the Knights of Columbus nationwide. And their campaign for adding the words eventually was no like in no way, shape, or form related to Lincoln, but it was basically because they felt that um, it was the nation's duty to, like, adopt the, you know, premise of God as their, like, I don't know. I don't even know how to, like, refer to it. Like, so basically, I mean, they basically were just a Christian organization that literally, in a country that promotes religious freedom and tolerance, made it, like, legal that you have to add under God into the pledge. So like they were fighting for it, and eventually they were able to be successful in it, and they got it approved. Uh, and it was first approved by a guy named uh, Representative Louis C. Re- Rebeau, who is a Democrat um, representative from Michigan, and he was the first to sponsor any type of resolution to add the words under God in 1953, basically in, like, through Congress. And the final push for this success actually comes in 1954, the following year, With a guy named George McPherson Doherty. There's a lot of names in this, also. Like, (laughs) I didn't realize it until after I started looking at all these names. I'm like, okay, wait, who the fuck is this guy? So, George McPherson Doherty. It's
1: also interesting the timing because I think in the 50s is also when we switched all our stuff to In God We Trust.
0: Yes, I think so too. And there's, and that comes back to that. Yeah, and that comes back to that communist. Like, fear of like, we're America, we have a God. (laughs) Like, that's that's it.
1: Yeah. It was like, at that time, we should add God to all the official stuff.
0: Yes. And it's like the 50s manifest destiny. Like, that's what it feels like. Do you know what I mean? That, like, it's our duty to be this, like, Christian nation, which is, like, ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So, some American presidents prior to this had honored Lincoln's birthday by attending services at the church Lincoln attended, the New York Avenue Presbyterian Church. And they would sit in Lincoln. Lincoln's pew, and on the sunday nearest february 12th they would attend like a service and on february 7th 1954 president eisenhower was obviously the president at the time and he was sitting in lincoln's pew and the church's pastor the guy i mentioned before george mcpherson Doherty, delivers the sermon based on the gettysburg address and it's entitled a new birth of freedom which is actually interesting because it feels very similar to like birth of um uh what the fuck is it called it's not maybe i'm thinking of birth of a nation which is that super racist yeah movie, that's all but i can think of <laughs> i'm thinking of yeah. something else and i can't remember what it is but i'm gonna have to like look it up and see because it's gonna bother me because that's not what i'm thinking of but that's now that all that i'm thinking about so in this sermon <laughs> <laughs> in this sermon Eisenhower is like listening and Docrity is basically arguing that the nation was destined for a higher purpose and the sentiments of the pledge were not indicative of that purpose. And so like, if you want to get everybody on board for this purpose, you know, he says that you need to have something more. So Daugherty says, quote, there was something missing in the pledge and that which was missing was the character, uh, God, Fuck, yeah, basically. Yeah, that's the fancy. I'm like, I can't say characteristic. So <laughs> it, <laughs> I'm like, how is this word so hard? Um, so and that which was missing was the characteristic okay. and definitive factor in the American way of life, a.k.a. like you said, God. Uh, and he went on to cite lincoln's words under god as defining words that set the u.s apart from other nations and eisenhower interestingly interestingly enough who had recently been like baptized i don't want i'm not saying he was a born again christian but he definitely was like i don't know he like converted to a different form of christianity and was like way more interested now he like took this to heart and so he was super enthusiastic about it and basically he like responds to Doherty in a conversation following the service and he basically is like dude that's a great fucking idea we're gonna do it and so the following day literally that monday a republican from michigan uh charles oakman introduces a bill to add in under god and eisenhower like jumps on that shit um he signs the bill into law on flag day of that year, which is the fastest, I think, Congress has ever fucking done anything, which I find ironic. Yeah. Um, and he says, quote, from this day forward, the millions of our schoolchildren will daily proclaim in every city and town, every village and rural schoolhouse, the dedication of our nation and our people to the almighty. In this way, we are reaffirming the transcendence of religious faith in America's heritage and future. In this way, we shall constantly strengthen those spiritual weapons, which forever will be our country's most powerful resource in peace or in war which is like bleh, i just hate everything about that <laughs> major fart noise everybody like bleh, yeah, so major awful. Fart noise. fucking hate it and like yeah, you know no. what it is like i think i think what irks me the most about it if i could just like get on my soapbox for a second is yeah like again you're promoting religious tolerance here is a country where you it started off as like you can follow I mean, you can follow whatever religion you want, right? Like religious freedom, it's like in our yeah. Bill of Rights and shit. And yet, you have to right. put technically something that, still like, a rule, right? And like, and you have to put something that automatically alienates people who like don't have that same like god or that same belief you know what i mean so i mean we'll get into it later with controversy but so one of the more interesting ideas that's come out of the real reasoning actually is from historian kevin m cruz who argues that the movement to add in under god was quote an effort by corporate america to instill in the minds of the people that capitalism and free enterprise were heavenly blessed and i saw that and i was like yes queen like that is exactly what it feels like like here's america yeah you know very like against communist and like we're super capitalist and like god has ordained us to be this like free nation and so he yep. acknowledges that inserting that huh, i don't know why i wrote lol when it, next to inserting because i'm fucking 12. <laughs> uh, <I do>. so <laughs> so inserting this phrase was uh, heavily influenced by the pushback against russian and chinese um atheistic communism during the cold war kind of like i said before uh,
1: not communism
0: so but actually you know it's funny because that's literally just under god like the like that's like the biggest change over time and that took up like most of my time and notes yeah exactly so yeah yeah
1: okay so now we're gonna talk about how it's recited today and some of the different (laughs) variations on that yeah so americans mostly think of it as a school thing right like in school every day Some places every week, but for me, it was every day. You did the Pledge of Allegiance.
0: Once a week?
1: Yeah, some places have it weekly, right? Seems, I'm cool with that. I think if I'm remembering correctly in elementary school, we did the anthem once a week, but the pledge every day.
0: Okay. Yep. That sounds fair.
1: Yeah. Because I think on Mondays there was like, whatever, you did a couple things and that was one of them. But either way. I want to say there was a point in
0: high school that... Aretha Franklin's version of the ple- uh not the pledge the national anthem played on my loudspeakers. I don't actually Good. know why I think that's true, but No,
1: it's true. It's true. It feels true. Um for most of us <laughs> I'm going to manifest I- that Yes. For most of us that aren't teachers after school, you don't really recite the pledge very much. It's like very heavy in school. And then Mm -hmm. I don't know the last time I would have like said the pledge, you know, Um, congressional sessions currently start with the pledge and a lot of local like local government Mm -hmm. meetings, some federal government meetings, but it's usually the smaller ones do start with the pledge. But that's about the only real time it's said consistently, Um, unless I'm sure there's some weirdo who, like, instead of praying before they go to bed, says the pledge or whatever. But, um, oh, (laughs) Oh, man,
0: I feel like I know who they voted for. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So 45 of the 50 states (sighs) require a regularly scheduled recitation of the pledge in all public schools. Um, The five states that don't were surprising to me for the most part it's california that one's fine um hawaii iowa Mm -hmm. vermont and wyoming so those five states iowa and
0: wyoming really
1: yeah yeah they don't require it they don't require it um california does require a patriotic exercise every day which can be satisfied by the pledge but it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be that i don't know what else it would be but it doesn't have to be that interesting
0: you know, I'm like trying to think, like, okay, like, what are they gonna do? A flag ceremony at fucking seven thirty yeah, in the morning? Yeah, I don't like just I, do the pledge. I guess if you have to, right
1: unclear um so the supreme court has ruled in a case that was west virginia state board of education v barnett that students can't be forced to recite the pledge and they can't be punished for not saying the pledge Mm -hmm. which i remember being such a like asshole little high schooler middle schooler like sitting or refusing to say under god and being like i don't have to it's the law Um,
0: (laughs) yeah well at our school actually the only thing that you're required to do is be respectful so like if you don't want to stand or if you don't want to say yeah. it like you're totally allowed to if you're That's- a student not as a teacher which is like annoying but like yeah. um they say like you can't just be like you know spewing like racial slurs or like something right. or during like the course over of it, it yeah. or
1: something like that yes, um
0: yeah but yeah it's not that you- racial slurs are allowed in other
1: parts of the day right, right but <laughs> I mean, a, yeah totally as long as, as you were quiet but i remember thinking i was like a real cool rebel um so <laughs> some people like hate this right i'm sure you'll get into it because they're as a kid like sometimes you get made fun of if you don't stand up especially if i can imagine you were like the only jewish kid or the only muslim kid or something and weren't doing the under god part i can see getting made fun of mm-hmm. um i guess jewish people yeah. also have got whatever but <laughs> um you know what i mean
0: but like i don't know like i don't remember if jewish people can't a lot God of them won't. A lot of
1: them won't say or spell it, right? Oh, uh, yeah, because you see, like the G dash P a lot. Um, so some yes. people won't say it because yes. um, it's it, like
0: naming God, right, or something.
1: Yeah. So this basically, okay. it yeah. sets the precedent that you know schools are allowed to do the pledge every day. They just can't force it. In addition, several states also have a daily recitation of the state flag pledge. Which I did not know was going to happen. Excuse me. What? Yes. So some a states, state flag pledge. I, not every state, it seems like, but 17 states. I think I saw 17 have a state flag pledge. I would. I'm going to pull up the list because I'm going to take a guess about where most of those states are. You know which oh, yeah. which side of the Mason-Dixon they are on. Let's see. Alabama, <laughs> Alabama, Arkansas, mm-hmm. Georgia, Kentucky. Oh. Kentucky's oh is extra. God. I'm gonna read you Kentucky's. Kentucky says, I pledge oh, allegiance. Yes. I pledge allegiance to the Kentucky flag and to the sovereign state for which it stands. One commonwealth blessed with diversity, natural wealth, beauty, and grace from on high. <laughs> Let's see. Oh my god what louisiana i've never been to kentucky so
0: maybe it does have those things i mean but I kentucky never seemed like the state to celebrate diversity it so. sounds like the miss america song Yikes. beauty and grace natural health oh yes oh. i just watched the end of that of miss geniality with eric yeah. the
1: other night and that movie is it still
0: holds up oh so, so
1: good Another one I like is Michigans. So I pledge allegiance to the flag of Michigan and the state for which it stands. Two beautiful peninsulas united by a bridge of stu- steel, where equal <laughs> opportunity and justice to all is our ideal. It rhymes.
0: Oh no. Uh-huh. uh-huh, uh-huh. Imagine having to know two pledges.
1: What a yeah. pain in the ass. These are all like two sentences. <sighs> They're all weird. Rhode Island has one, which is probably the most surprising on here.
0: Yeah, that is weird. Um
1: yeah. Does Florida so,
0: have one, or do they just pledge to Florida, man?
1: Yeah, Florida does not have one. No one's pledging to Florida. <laughs> um, but so some states you get to <laughs> you get to do both of those. I should ask my friends who like grew up here if That's they terrible. had to say the Georgia state pledge. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, um, yeah, ask them. But anyway, so the United States we have this whole flag code, right? Of what you like can't and can't do with the flag. It includes. Specific, which is so
0: ironic because of how many fucking people break that code. But, like, you can't make it black
1: and white with one blue line (laughs) as an option. Oh, right.
0: Or you (laughs) can't, like, wear it as fucking clothing, right? Like,
1: they got like bikinis of it, and you're like, bro,
0: you're not supposed to have
1: that. Yeah, you're like, not Uh, supposed to get a tattoo of it, but. The flag code has like the official way we say it now. So it says that the Allegiant, the Pledge of Allegiance should be done standing at attention, facing the flag with the right hand over the heart. So I feel like that's what we all know and like did in school. When not in uniform, yeah. men should remove any non-religious headdress. Remove it with your right hand. Hold it at your left shoulder, the hand over the heart. So you have to like hold your hat in a certain place. People in uniform. So you
0: have to hold your hand over your heart with the hat.
1: Yeah. Like (laughs) I'm like doing it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) No one can see us, but we're both just grabbing our shoulders at this
1: point. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. So anyone in uniform (laughs) should remain silent, face the flag and render the military salute instead of your hand over your heart. And anyone who's a member of the armed forces, but not in uniform, including veterans, do the same thing. So they can act as if they're in uniform and do the salute. So that's like the official rules. Um, There's also the swearing of the pledge, which you would take as an oath, like joining the military or something like that. That's accompanied by a salute, which was actually early on known as the bulk salute. So it was part of Balk's original pledge. Um, And it was accompanied by the Balk pledge. And so it instructed students to stand... With their right hand outstretched towards the flag, and then bring the fingers to the forehead, uh, and then place your hand over your heart, and put your hand down.
0: This is this is getting very dangerous territory. So we're gonna to we're gonna get flag. to it.
1: We're gonna get to it because I initially wrote because okay. well, sure looks- I just did it, and I was yeah, like, I, there was a I picture was like, oh no. <laughs> Wikipedia had a picture, and I was like, oh, that picture sure looks like they're hailing Hitler. And then it got better because Bellamy yes. changed it to the Bellamy okay. salute. Right? So the Bellamy salute starts with the the right but hand. But that's before Hitler. Yeah, but later they... So Hitler like,
0: took our salute? Maybe.
1: <laughs> but later we were like, Hitler's we can't like, do that no anymore. Does America know how to... Yeah. So Bellamy's <laughs> was the hand outstretched okay. towards the flag, okay. palm down, and then you turned to your hand to be palm up. You never pulled it back. So it was just the hand. Um, Oh, that's worse. That's worse than
0: the hand on the exactly. heart. I'm so uncomfortable with that. And
1: so obviously... um as the Nazi salute was adopted in Germany, the U.S. Congress made changes and said that the hand over the heart gesture was the salute for civilians, right? There was no movement of the hand or anything like that. And so as of December of 1942, they added to the flag code this change so you didn't hail Hitler while you were saying the pledge. Um, That's a relief. And they actually still add some language. So in 2008 and 2009... Different pieces of language were added that authorized active duty military and veterans to render like a proper hand salute during the raising and lowering of the flag and when the colors are presented. So they're just changing some of the technical rules. Um, So for most of us, you just stand with your hand over your your right hand over your heart at this point. Uh, It gets more complicated in the military, which makes sense when I talk about other countries like the military is one of the actual Legitimate uses of a pledge that makes sense. So fair enough. Right, right. Um, and then there was a couple of notes. So the pledge in the past, people have tried to set it to music. We don't traditionally recite it that way. That's why there's an anthem and a pledge. But there I was, was a we already have a song. So. Right. But there was a <laughs> composer named Irving Caesar, and he wrote like a ton of songs, and he would donate That's all his all his money to social issues to the US government so that there was no royalties or anything like that. Um and so he set it to music. oh that's and, cool. Yeah. It was popular for a bit and then kind of fizzled out. And the same up through like the eighties, the nineties, the two thousands, multiple people have copyrighted musical versions of the pledge. They just haven't really caught on because you recite it, you don't sing it. Um so that's kind right. of the the rules for how we say the pledge. And that's what I got. I think it's so. I like. I can't wait for you to get to the part
0: of like talking about other countries because it just yeah. feels so fucking weird that we do this stuff. So I'm, I'm curious to see if there's anything similar across the world. I have a feeling there isn't. But
1: well, I mean, um, North Korea. So
0: of course, <laughs> oh. <laughs> we're gonna get literally taken down by the CIA. <laughs> You're be like, they're on to us. <laughs> Smile. <laughs> Here's my IP address. <laughs> I don't know how to find that on the computer. Okay, so... Yeah, um Of course, nothing in America can exist without some form of controversy. So in 1940, uh, the Supreme Court case Minersville School District versus... Go- gobitis? Go- that looks like go- a disease. Go- 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 gobitis. Gobitis does,
1: sounds like But a I think it's gobitis. Gobitis. Yeah. A- uh, so this better.
0: case... I don't... Gobitis. Gobitis. Like, I don't... <laughs> I feel like I want to yell that word. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I don't know yeah. why. I'm sorry. Um. So, so this case ultimately ruled that students in public schools could be compelled to swear the pledge. So this is actually like the precursor to like the early 2000s when they were like, just kidding. You don't have to do that anymore. Um, yeah. So the case had come about because of the population of the Jehovah's Witnesses in the district, which I thought was super interesting. So the Jehovah's Witnesses oh, in the Minersville sense. School District. Yeah. Well, they considered the salute to the flag as Id- uh, Id- right. idol. tree, Not adultery, idolatry? which I almost said. idolatry. idolatry idolatry idol (laughs) tree a tree which is idol tree um and now i'm thinking of edelweiss i don't know what's happening i'm all over the fucking place right now um so the decision was reversed three years later uh yeah we're great we're thriving um so the decision was reversed three years later in west virginia state board of education versus barnett which you mentioned before they presented the six (laughs) to three majority decision uh and justice just I just wrote just. Just, just. as Robert <laughs> Just Robert Aids Jackson. Uh so just as Robert Robert fucking Justice Jackson presented this jabroni um, this jabroni that's why I just go to jabroni it's just easier uh basically (laughs) said if there is any fixed star in our constitutional constellation it is that no official high or petty can prescribe what shall be orthodox in politics I don't know why I'm laughing I picked the hardest quotes to read aloud (laughs) I'm so mad at myself like why did I pick the one that says constitutional (laughs) constellation like what was I on when I made these notes and like, Ugh. can I go back to it? I was actually nope. so overly prepared for this one. I think that's why I'm like, oh, what the fuck did I write? This was like a week ago. Normally it's like 20 minutes before we I hit mean, record.
1: That's fair. In Casey's <laughs> defense, we were supposed to record two days ago, and I straight up fell asleep on the couch and didn't answer her till like an hour after we were supposed to start. So
0: I wanna <laughs> take a screenshot of how like I was like sitting on the the Zencaster like meat. <laughs> Like eager, um, like ready to go, like super chipper. And I'm, I'm like so, watching the time go by, and I'm like,
1: oops, sat <laughs> <she's> on <laughs> the couch, straight up sat it on the couch, so, fell asleep for like I'm two crying. hours. It was so <laughs> funny. And then I
0: got a text i was like, holy shit, I am the absolute worst. And I was like, oh, no, it's fine. Honestly, I was just like hoping that you were okay. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I, I was fine. great.
1: I was great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it just oh, like felt okay. like no and this is like <laughs> it felt like being stood up on a <laughs> You were I didn't like, oh, no, you She'll up. show up. She'll show up. you <laughs> can't, can't was, have like, the chair. It's like, no, 6'10. It's it's 6'10. It's 6'10. <laughs> she'll she'll come on. She'll respond to my text. Um <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the next <laughs> the next controversy doesn't occur until 60 years later in two thousand four. When the Eleventh Circuit Court of Appeals basically said that students are also not required to stand for the pledge, which you mentioned too, so um, Mm -hmm. they basically said, I don't know who said this. I'm just gonna should I arbitrarily read this quote also? (laughs) So a linguist named uh, Jeffrey Nunberg said that the original supporters of the um, addition thought that they were simply quoting Lincoln's Gettysburg Address, but to Lincoln and his contemporaries, "under God" meant "God willing." So I thought that was actually interesting because they basically were saying like. "Hmm. Lincoln wasn't saying under God like this Christian nation. He was literally saying like God willing, we'll get our shit together
1: kind of thing. So the the Yeah, good Lord Willing and the Creek don't rise. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but yes. (laughs) Yes. That's some Southern like saying people say That was like Lord Willing and the Creek Don't Rise.
0: That was the most Southern thing you've ever said, other than you and Amy talking about uh, uh, porch parties. And I was like, oh, wow, that's some Southern I've
1: also never, I've never said that phrase in actual sincerity. I just think it's funny. It's a great phrase. What is it again? Mm -hmm. Good Lord willing and the creek don't rise. I don't think I understand. I mean, I guess it's like, I hope the creek don't rise. Like it's that? Yeah. Like Like shit gets better. God is willing and this doesn't, I don't even know. That's fantastic. I love it. So yeah, so
0: Jeffrey Nunberg comes in with that nugget of knowledge. And then since then requiring or promoting the pledge on the part of the government has continued to draw a lot of criticism and legal challenges on different grounds so one major objection basically says this is a democratic republic (laughs) that's literally built on the freedom to dissent and therefore should not require its citizens to constantly pledge allegiance to it which is like yes that's that's basically what i've been thinking the whole time and the first one, like i said literally protects the rights of people to refrain from speaking or standing because that's also a form of speech in the context of pledging and allegiance. Uh, another argument says that the small people <laughs> aka children, who are most consistently and likely to recite the pledge have no fucking idea what they're actually giving their consent to. Like, a five-year-old doesn't know yeah. what the heck they're pledging to, which I think is also problematic. And of course, the under God yeah, part like, is arguably bullshit. Know. Yeah, because like, you know, once again, it goes against the freedom of religion. Um, You can isolate kids who don't have and again, I think it's different because in the 50s, there was definitely a lot more religion going on I don't really think there's the same level of like you know religious involvement in communities and families and you know that's like I mean my mom literally is like fully aware that I probably have no intention of raising my children to be Catholic hopefully she knows that by now but I know she's gonna like secretly baptize them because that's the shit that she does (laughs) because she's like if something ever happened and they weren't baptized and they went right to hell I'd
1: be like okay (laughs) or purgatory or whatever but Uh, hey mom she doesn't listen so I no this this isn't the time for my mixed feelings on baptism move on (laughs) (laughs) the history of baptism sarah just destroys it so yeah i think
0: (laughs) i feel like this episode just like it's fine it's going great so, yeah, I mean, that's actually pretty much all that I have. The only one thing I kind of wanted to bring up was one that I saw. I mean, there's so many fucking like legal challenges and shit like nobody wants to hear that, but there's one that's from New Jersey. So I wanted to just kind of like talk about that one. Dirty jurors. Here we are. Um, yeah. So where the fuck is it? So in February 2015, New Jersey Superior Court Judge David F bauman dismissed a lawsuit ruling that quote the pledge of allegiance does not violate the rights of those who don't believe in god and does not have to be removed from the patriotic message so uh there was a case against the Madawan aberdeen regional school district which basically was brought on by a student of the district and the american humanist association which sounds cool as fuck and basically argued that the phrase under yeah. god and the pledge created a climate of discrimination because it promoted religion making non-believers mm-hmm. second-class citizens and in a 21-page decision the judge Bauman wrote quote another fucking quote under the association members reasoning the very constitution under which the members seek redress for perceived uh <sighs> atheistic i almost wrote aesthetic i almost mm-hmm. said aesthetic uh marginalization <laughs> could itself <still laughs> be deemed <laughs> for perceived aesthetic like that is such a god aesthetic <laughs> um yeah basically he was like no this is oh ridiculous god. um bellman said the student could skip the pledge but he upheld a new jersey law that says pupils must recite the pledge unless they have conscientious scruples <laughs> i forgot about I that i forgot
1: that's such a good word
0: uh conscientious, conscientious scruples, scruples that do not allow it so here's like where i don't really understand like so students have a right to not but like as a teacher what right do i have because like yeah. i don't fucking want to say I, I stand i put my hand over the heart and i just like mumble you know like did were you ever in choir where you like just say the word watermelon no, and it like- <laughs> <laughs> it's like you basically like if you forgot the words to something you would just mumble mumble watermelon and it would look something like the lyrics that you were supposed to be remembering sometimes that's like what i do because i don't always feel like you know interested in pledging allegiance to the united states of america all the time right and i think i'm still a human being before i'm a teacher so but nobody's in school anymore and i keep my camera off so that nobody can see me not say it basically um fair so he says i'm not gonna quote this fuck this he basically is like this is a historical tradition you can't expunge this from the national pledge just like you can't take it off of the fucking coins that we have that says in god we trust so yeah i I mean mean, that is I mean, you can. It just seems like... Yeah, no, I think at this point, there's probably more shit that American government should be working on. So Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so that's controversy, legal challenges, and all the shit that people have to say and complain about the Pledge of Allegiance.
1: Okay, so I'm going to talk about other countries and what they do. And I really thought I was going to find, like, all sorts of interesting shit. Almost everything I found was just like, yeah, they don't do that. No one else does that, (laughs) with a couple exceptions. Like, we're just deranged. (laughs) So... (laughs) So weird. Um, are... I'm like
0: kind of sad because I was hoping there'd be something to compare it to. So, yeah, like I don't think couple... the ones you're going to say are going to be very good.
1: So there's two other countries that have, quote, ritualized pledges to the flag, and those are the Philippines and South Korea. Um, So they have some form of a pledge that they say to an actual flag. And so what's interesting that I hadn't ever really thought about, I guess, is to me, the pledging allegiance was the weird part, but the to the flag is actually the part that really sets us apart from everyone else. They don't, they aren't pledging to like a piece of the fat, right? So only the Philippines and South Korea have like official pledges to the flags A number of other countries have, quote, ritualized pledges expressing love of country and ideals with no specific reference to flags or symbolism, which makes more sense to me. So, um, yeah. Like an example I found is India was cited a few times as one of the places where there is like people have to recite the pledge in in schools in certain places sometimes. But India's reads, India is my country. All Indians are my brothers and sisters. I love my country and I am proud of its rich and varied heritage. I shall always strive to be worthy of it. I shall give my parents, teachers and elders respect and treat everyone with courtesy. To my country and my people, I pledge devotion in their well-being and prosperity alone lies my happiness like that's very different
0: <laughs> i love that yeah I actually really as weird as it is to pledge that kind of allegiance like the fact that like the first thing they say is like i will treat every person right. who is indian as like my brother or sister like that's beautiful to me yeah and i feel like that's with the point like, of what this should and everyone
1: be. else is like tied like we're all tied together like that's not as weird right so it's really the the flag right part that, that gets people going Most countries have oaths of some sort, but they're recited for two reasons and basically only two reasons. When you become a citizen of that country, there's some sort of oath that is recited that Mm -hmm. more often references the flag than these other like kind of ritualistic ones. Or when you join the military. Which is fair. Yeah. Those are like the two times. Also fair. Yeah. Those make sense. Um. And in some places, they think of it.
0: So what's interesting is... Go ahead. I'm looking at the fact that you said the Philippines and South Korea, and I was like, why is that so... Like, why is that sticking out to me? And I realized because both of those places were, in some way, shape, or form, impacted by American imperialism. For sure. Like, specifically, the Philippines and South Korea, because the Philippines was kind of controlled by America, and then South Korea was helped in the Korean War by the United States. So it's interesting that those two places are, like you know,
1: that's my thought. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What do you call it? And so some places like they're just normal. And so they don't do this weird thing we did. There are some places that kind of tip the other way where the reason they don't do this pledge is it's kind of assumed that you owe allegiance to your country. And so it's, it's like a slightly different okay. mindset where you don't even, there's some sense of autonomy with pledging the allegiance and that autonomy isn't even necessarily mm-hmm. there in the same way. So like even North Korea has an anthem, which in includes a small loyalty pledge. Um, and so their version is, mm. we devote our bodies and minds to serving this Korea forever. Which is, like, creepier than ours. I'll Yeesh. give them that.
0: Um, <laughs> we What was it again? We, <laughs> devote,
1: our we devote our bodies and minds to... To serving Kore- this Korea forever. Yeesh.
0: I don't uh, like that.
1: Yeah. And so most of what I found was just, like, comments on the internet of people talking about it. Because I feel like you often see... <laughs> Europeans and like people from the UK and stuff like that talking about how the Pledge of Allegiance is weird. And so I like took one quote from yeah. someone saying, I'd like to offer a European perspective and explain why our reaction to the Pledge ranges from vile discomfort to disgust to outright horror. Um, and they actually say, <laughs> which it's not about the content of the Pledge. So the fact that it contains under God, is it really of concern? Nothing about what it says. It's, quote, the very idea of having such a thing. They said maybe it's not actually mm-hmm. creepy or fascist, but it sure feels that way if you're not American. <laughs> so it's just not yeah. a thing you do unless you are, like, joining the military or becoming a citizen, in which case you should devote yourself to the country in some way. Like, and that makes sense. Yes, I agree um, so I was like and I, said, I think
0: the fact that it's done every day from such a young age is like
1: and in school you're indoctrinating people into this yeah the yes, fact that in it's school, in exactly, school exactly exactly yeah there's a few like yeah. things about it but I, so I really thought I was gonna find like here's all the different ways different countries do this and everything was just like no only the US really does this other countries have like normal versions that are for a normal reason but this is like a weird US thing
0: I'm like really tired of being the outlier
1: in the fucking world. <laughs> right? Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Can we just not maybe, I don't know. Right? Could we thought. not be the one where everyone's like, "So Americans do this stupid thing." Right? But yeah. Like this is like bringing me we're going back to TikTok
0: cuz like what yeah. else do I fucking do with my life? Mm-hmm. Um there's like a TikTok trend where it's like, "Tell me you're American living in a foreign country without telling me." You're an American living in a foreign country and it's like or like how you don't realize how America is so different from other places. Yeah. And like some of the stuff that they say is so true.
1: Yeah. And it's just like, like I would never think about it.
0: Yeah. Like a woman was saying she got hit by a car when she was in, living in Paris and she was laying on the ground and people were like, call her an ambulance. And she's like, no, 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 no. Don't call me an ambulance. It's fine. And they're like you need an ambulance, like, you can't walk. She's like, no, no, it's okay, I'll call a cab. And they're like, you need to take an ambulance to the hospital. She's like, I don't have the money to do that. They're like, it's 50 euro. And she was like, oh, it's like $500 or $1,000 in America. Right. There's a thing
1: I've seen and I've had friends confirm that, like, kind of the urban legend myth that, like, kids grow up thinking in a lot of places is that when you go to the hospital, you like swipe your credit card before they'll do anything, right? Is like this image they have, which isn't technically true. They have to treat you like if you're dying. Um, but they right. they grew up thinking like and like the joke was, you know, you swiped your card on the way into the OR or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's ugh. it's ridiculous. But
0: Well, it turns out, folks, that America is once again just a little fucked up. Just um... a bit. So that's that's our knowledge for you this this yeah. week. Um, I'm a little sad that not that I'm sad that other countries don't do it, but it just makes me feel a little worse. Yeah, <laughs> the I really fa- thought about they'd the fact have that we do something.
1: I really thought they'd have something. Yeah. And they really just don't. anything. Yeah, but it is. I never thought yeah. about the fact that the flag was what really made it weird versus the pledging allegiance.
0: Yeah, I think the flag actually makes it weirder. Yeah, that mm-hmm. now that I'm thinking about all the stuff we've talked about, to pledge allegiance is one thing, but we're pledging to a flag specifically. Like somebody somewhere in this country, the, like a committee of people, still run this shit. Like they still are like upholding the traditions of a flag, which just seems yeah.
1: so absurd to me. Yeah, and uh, then you're like, well, they were trying to sell flags,
0: right? So again, it comes back to what that one guy Cruz said. This yeah. is like praising capitalism and like right. a you know for-profit economy. So yep, huh well. There you go, folks. Yeah. The history of the Pledge of Allegiance. Now you've had so much excellent dinner conversation for yes, now you the dinners you still can't really go to. Perfect. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, nerds, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to What the History. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WTHistoryPod. If you'd like to email us, you can do that at WTHistoryPodcast at gmail.com, and we'd love to hear feedback or episode ideas or anything else you have to say. You can support us on Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash WTHistoryPodcast and get exclusive access to even more nerdy stuff. Don't forget to tune in every Thursday when new episodes are released, and we will see you next time.